Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. Bottle up, alcohol in a feel like Godzilla. Better hit the deck like the cartilla. My whole squad's in here walking around the party across between a zombie apocalypse and Bobby the brain healing, which is probably the same reason. What's going on on the clock, fans? How are you guys doing? It's your host, Raul Lascano, with my guy, George Martinez. What's going on, George? How you doing today, sir? Love it. It's Monday, vacation week for me. Yes. I'm off all week, baby. It is Christmas week, no better time. What about you? Man, same here. I'm on vacation all week, hanging with the family, chilling at the house, trying to avoid any kind of list that I'm going to be given by my by my significant other to do cleaning or anything else like that. That's that's the game of the week. Speaking of the games of the week, man, we have so much to go ahead and review. College football. And if, uh, we have so much to talk about with who's in, who should have been in, who's still pissed that they're not in. And we got to talk about who in the heck is Never going to get in there. Also, we have the NBA we got to talk about with the Clippers recruiting Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard. Some rumors about investigations or something like that that's going on there. Harden, we'll see what he's been doing this whole time. He controls whatever the Rockets want to do. We also have Wentz not happy at in the Eagles. Doesn't want to play the backup role. NFL teams are requesting for Pat Fitzgerald to be part of their head coaching job. We have a lot to talk about, George. There's a lot of things going on. We got to get ready to go here. You're on the clock. Yeah, man, a little little Eminem and Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. I thought you might like that today, man. What's going on? It's great, man. Yeah, it's great. Thanks, man. Not the thing too is, you always surprise me with these songs. Yeah. So for, for, for the fans out there, I never know the song that Raul picks <laughs> before we start the show. It is yeah, always it is, a complete surprise. It's just and that because I want to see your reaction. It, and it's meant to I pump you it. up a little I bit. I love it. Yeah, man. It's not too bad. How's how are you? How's the family? How was your weekend, man? Weekend was good. Yeah. I may never be allowed to touch the oven again. Which okay. <laughs> I, I gotta ask your opinion about this. Don't, don't even go don't even go past that right now. What do you mean not allowed to touch the oven? I don't think so. So <laughs> You know, Sunday, my, you know, mother-in-law comes over with my father-in-law. They come over a little bit to see the kids. They, and I'm a huge lasagna fan. Yeah. Love lasagna. Okay. And and my mother-in-law makes phenomenal lasagna. So she brings over. She makes some. She's, she's bringing it over. So you're going to eat good. This is what you're hoping. This is what's going on. Oh, right? this is, In your this mind, is this, this is another Thanksgiving on a oh, Sunday. absolutely. <laughs> okay. This is an extension of, of Thanksgiving in preparation gotcha. for Christmas dinner. This is what, you know, gets me by. Right. So, you know, they leave whatever and the wife goes, hey, why don't you turn on the oven, set the timer to 30 minutes. And then once it's, you know, once it's even whatever, put in the, the lasagna. Sure. Right. So I go downstairs and first of all, I usually don't touch the oven at all. Right. This is reason why. So I set the timer. Now, when I set the timer, I hit three, zero, zero, zero. and go. So I get a text from the wife about 20 minutes in. She goes, did you know you set the oven for 30 hours? (laughs) And I said, huh? She goes, yeah, you set it for 30 hours, not 30 minutes. And in my right mind, what oven would be allowed to be set for 30 hours? To me, when I said it, it automatically, I'm thinking it's only minutes. Why would anyone set a timer in the oven for several hours? And so you didn't, you didn't, you didn't think like, okay, let me see. This is hours and just, this has no, to be 30. Zero, zero, zero. That's the way I looked at it. 30, 30 minutes. Dot zero, zero. That's the way I read it and said, it's, no, no, no. It was 30 hours. So luckily, luckily the wife saved the lasagna because oh otherwise- God. She was upstairs, you know, doing her hair, getting ready for the day, whatever. Right, the right. kids are sleeping. I'm, you know, I'm down here watching. How many minutes in show. was it? How many minutes in already? Since you set the clock, how long was it already that it's already been in the oven? It was like 15 minutes. So she's just, <laughs> she saved it. So something in her brain said, let me go check on that real quick. Yeah, smart woman. Very smart woman. She knows woman. me. She knows yeah, that you would have found a way to fuck it up. <sighs> so I said, honey, this is why I stay outside the grill. <laughs> <laughs> you stay on the oven. The grill I has. Have, I have an internal grill. timer with the grill, so the grill will be fine. 
That's yeah, awesome. I know the grill. Me and the grill are friends. Apparently, me and the oven, not so much. So the How time, was your 30 <laughs> hours. I've never heard of such. You set the timer for 30 hours. That's you awesome. Know, I was trying to make sure it was really well done, apparently. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, there will be no corona in that, in that freaking oven. No, that lasagna is going to be crisp. Lasagna is going to be true Italian lasagna right there. Oh, and I would have messed it up, too, and I would have been so disappointed because the whole entire thing is in there. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a little piece. It was a whole... The whole slab is in there. So that would have ruined it. I right. was so upset. So, right. But it was delicious. Shout out to my mother-in-law. Again, she came through. Great yeah. lasagna. How was your weekend, man? It was okay, man. You know, it wasn't too bad. Um, I went to Kobe's Steakhouse on Friday. Had a, a, a freaking Kobe dinner with the family. It was, it was really, really good. Um, Saturday and Sunday, just hung out. Um, you know, Keisha went out to go get presents for the kids and, and things like that, man. She she took care of that. That's her, her job. She did it. You know, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Your I know. Well, your kids are very young. Your kids are young, right? Yes. Okay. My kids, not so much. Nineteen, thirteen, ten, nine. Yeah. So, my two kids together don't add up to one of your kids' age. <laughs> right, right. So, but but what I'm thinking about is is gift wise, I don't have like it's hard to shop for them. You know what I mean? Now, to the point a, where she was out for nine and a half hours yesterday trying to find them stuff. Oh my god. This poor yeah. woman, she was out for nine and a half hours looking for, and I keep telling her, man, just send them, cash app them. Those days are over. <laughs> Toys and shit is over. Just cash up these damn kids. They're gonna use yeah. it. For, they're not gonna use, gonna use it for whatever they want to use it. And it, 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 she doesn't. It is what it is. Yeah, there, there's something sentimental about a like actual gift versus cash. Right? I, I'm the same way. Right? Send them cash app. Be done with them. <laughs> whatever they want. I guess it is, bro. The kids though, the boys, they went and got haircuts. Okay. Okay. Just real. Okay. You know, they look. She's Christmas ready. Yeah, they're Christmas ready for pictures and everything. The ten-year-old, the one that I keep telling you okay. about, the yeah, Jaden. Yeah. For the audience, if you don't know, I, all my kids' names are J names: Jalen, Jordan, Jaden, and Jada. I know what you're thinking. Why would you do that? It's because I'm a man that only knows half the alphabet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but my ten-year-old is the one I talk about the most because I'm. He's the most internally like me he looks like his mother but internally he's like his father and it scares the shit out of me this kid is such a good looking kid that i am worried does that make does that make sense like i'm worried yeah i mean it's great to have healthy beautiful handsome yeah girl girls gonna get get him quick well that's the problem george i have a half listen nine years old it was like she's so adorable but in my mind i'm like she's half black and half cuban there's a problem oh yeah she i got a problem in 10 years, don't don't be happy for me. But this 10-year-old, he knows it. He knows he looks good. He left oatmeal bowls in the sink. This is my this is my weekend. Yes, how it was. He left oatmeal bowls in the sink. Keisha hates that stuff. He comes home, leaves whatever he wants in the sink. She hates all of it. She comes to the house. Who left this? Who did this? Who's this? He gives one dimple. One <laughs> dimple from his cheek and says, I I'll pop. forgive it. And listen, hits, hits her with this line. I apologize, Mom. I'll be better. Oh, you son of a. <laughs> right yeah, back you know outside. What? She went and brought more gifts. Young, that's something a young Raul back in his single days. Probably would have did. Yes. Would have, well, you yes. know, been a little different worded yes. to, a, to a, yes. a female. But, <laughs> yes. you know, that's that's something I can see Raul yeah. doing back in his, in his, in his single days. Yeah. Now, here's a question I got for you now. Right. Do you know what the wife buys the kids? Oh, absolutely. Like, so, yeah. I'm sorry, you asked surprises as the kids are on Christmas Day when they open up the gifts? <laughs> you know what? She, <laughs> you know, real quick, I don't want to get this. This is funny. You know what? She did that to me one year, man. She Out of 17, she did it to me one year. I was I was in and out of Iraq trying to come back, whatever, and I sent money to, to her, right? And I was just sending money. She had, well, she actually had an uh, ATM card. So she's just buying stuff. I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. She told me what she was going to buy now. In my mind, I'm like, all right, that's great. So when I got home, I'm with the kids, the family. It is not what we discussed. She, she, these kids opened up. I was like, how much was it? What was it? You're what adding is, stuff up as they're opening. I, I'm going clink, clink, clink. Because you got to think, I'm in Iraq. And I know what you're thinking. Like, why would you need money in Iraq? You do. There's things that you have to buy for yourself to, to, to re-up on snacks or something that you're going on the road with. Maybe there's some cool uh, gear that attaches to your weapon or your vest or whatever, right? So I want to buy stuff. And I kept wondering, like, you know what? I can't pay for that because 
man, I, I don't know what's going on with the account. You sure you just bought him an action figure? She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I bought him an action figure. I come home with freaking dirt bikes and hoverboards. I'm like, what? what is this? What do we got going on right now? So it's only happened to me once, man. It's going to happen to you, too. You're going to see. She's like, no, I just oh. got him a sweater, and it's a freaking, you know, PlayStation 17. You know what I mean? So, so it hasn't happened with the kids yet, but so, you know, we usually buy gifts for, you know, family and this and the other. Right. The gifts that the family gets are a surprise to me as well as a surprise for them. <laughs> they didn't open it because I have no idea. What well, she said out to the family. Yeah, yeah we, it says from yeah. from the Martinez family, and it's for you know, let's say my brother in law. Right. He opens it up, it's whatever. I'm like, huh, that's pretty nice. You know, we got that. Yeah, where would you find that, Michelle? Yeah. So the only one that I'm really that shocked about is the grandparents. My grand, my mother is. They're, what they're doing is just paying me back. They're, what they do is they send these 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 toys or whatever that make the most, I mean, obnoxious, loud sounds. Oh yeah. Like, I know what? Talking about my, Why would you buy him a drum sister, set? Why are we have a drum set right now? My sister does that. She got Jaden for his two year old birthday mm. a um, a little piano banging set that oh like had a little. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Latin, the, you know, you shake it and right. it makes all kind of noise like you're in a salsa dance party <laughs> group. And she goes, "Here you go, Jaden. Happy birthday!" And looks at me, Just stares at I'm, you. Are you Still got that brother sister love. Yeah. I wait till he falls asleep. I take the toy. I put it in a closet. He never sees it again. Right, right. Then what happened to it? I don't know what happened. So what you do is when you get older and he has a kid, pull out that gift and then give it to his kids. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. You call my mother. Here you go. Take this. So listen, talking about gifts. Yeah. Notre Dame got the biggest (sighs) gift. The gift that keeps on coming every year. They got rewarded for Christmas once again for being... (sighs) A just, shit show, terrible I team. Mean, bro, first of all, let, let's recap the game. Did you watch the game? Did you see what, what Clemson did to these people? I caught part of it. So okay. w- what happened exactly? I saw that there was, listen to me, there was in, in no time during the game was I ever like, man, Notre Dame can take this at any time. <laughs> there was no part of the game that I was like, yep, this guy's going to be, the quarterback was running for his life at damn near every time he dropped back. They could not establish the run. They did complete some passes, but man, they, they couldn't do Clemson was just completely dominant. And Clemson being Clemson, I guess, whatever the case may be, they stumbled on themselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they had to clean up some stuff, but they still could do whatever they wanted to. The Clemson running back can he's probably still running right now. He can do whatever he wanted to on Notre Dame. So they, you know, they 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 got their ass kicked, is basically what it was. They showed that they don't deserve to be in those, in those, they're not in that team's tier yet. You know what I mean? But we keep giving Notre Dame all this credit. I've been saying it all year long, right? I don't like Notre Dame for a couple reasons. The main reason is college football lets these people do whatever the freak they want to do, man. I'm going to say yep. just a few words to summarize this for me. Money rules college football. Yes. Biggie Small said it the best. <laughs> because... Yes. We know exactly what's going to happen. So for, if you haven't heard it yet, you know, fans, the college football, you know, seating has been decided. Alabama, deservingly so, is number one. Right. Clemson's going to be number two. Yep. Ohio State's going to be three. Notre Dame's going to be four. Here's what typically happens. We talk about Notre Dame all year long as, oh, maybe this is the year they break through. Right. This is the year they're going to do it. This is the year they're going to figure it out. And then they end up being a two or three seed or three or four seed, and they get their ass handed to them in the first game, typically Alabama or Clemson or whoever it is. Whoever's a a major powerhouse. Notre Dame will lose in the first round by a lot. And here we are saying, how many many times are we going to allow Notre Dame to get in simply because of the name? And this is a school that is simply making it because of the name. They shouldn't, they're not a top four team. Texas, in my opinion, Texas AM should have been number four. I agree. Well, what are your thoughts? Should no. should Ohio State been in? Uh, no, they look, I, like, they look like crap also. And and there's another team. Now, again, how can I say if, if Ohio State played eleven games, because my thing is Ohio State didn't play the 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 right. They didn't play as much as even Notre Dame and all these other teams. They didn't play as much. 
Why are they even considered? They even changed the rules so these people can get in. And you barely beat Northwestern. You look like crap against Northwestern. No, and again, that is no shot at Northwestern. I, I'm a fan of Pat Fitzgerald. I'm a fan of what he's been doing over there. He Every year he's been getting better and better with, with the less star athletes doing the most that he can. But what what is college football? I, I'm, how can I say this? I'm, I was a fan when we got away from the BCS, right? I was a fan when we got away right. from that point system. Computers and yeah. Let the humans decide. Right. I was a fan of that because I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Hurricane fan, and I've been on the side several times where the Hurricanes, who were dominant that year, did not get to play for a national championship. And we all knew that it was because of the fact of college football hates the Hurricanes. There were some years where they had to play for the Sugar Bowl or the Rose Bowl, and you're like, all right, we'll play for this crap, but we should be playing for a national championship. So I was happy when we went to this college playoff thing. But, man, the more and more that we see this, the more and more we know that this is controlled. There's no committee. There's nobody sitting there. It's a four-year-old child grabbing four helmets, and that's it. There's nobody there really putting thought into this and the consideration and then giving teams that deserve to play. Bro, I, I, I'm going to tell you like this. Texas A&M, they'll get slaughtered by Alabama. They'll get slaughtered by Clemson. They'll get slaughtered by Florida. They'll get slaughtered. Like, they'll get slaughtered, but they deserve to go. They deserve to be in there. They deserve to get slaughtered in front of national television, in front of everybody. Notre Dame, every year, who is not in a conference, who's never, who's always independent, they always get in there, man, and it freaking hurts my soul. These people don't never earn a goddamn thing, and we just continue to keep giving it to them. Ohio State, I know there's a lot of Buckeye fans in the Tampa Bay area, which I have no idea why you moved down here, but whatever. You're Buckeye. The cold, <laughs> the cold right? I, I get it, man. Ohio State is a, is a great team, but but to change rules in order for them to play, I, I don't know, man. That classifies as, I don't know, I don't know, abusing power. Cheating. Cheating. Because I mean, that's what it was. Because the Big Ten decided to change the rules. And for me, it's because they wanted to make sure one of their teams right. had the chance to get in. Revenue, man. It's like you said, money, revenue. They got a so, huge fan base. So, of course, let them in. Before, you know, the BCS Bowl Series was controlled by computers and analytics. Yeah. And people complain and hate it and say that, you know, you should have human people decide. Right. Because of the eye test. Right. right? Computers doesn't watch the game. Computers doesn't have the emotions of the game. Right. Well, you know what computers don't have? Pockets. Yeah. Pockets of money that you can fill it up with. Yeah, the bribe. Because in my opinion, in my opinion, because humans are involved in deciding it, you can it, it can be bribed. It can be it, it's the dirty part of sports, right? That none of us really like to talk a whole lot about that won't really make the right. news. But if I'm a committee member and I got a vote and you know, Notre Dame says, Hey, we'll, we'll sleep you a mill or two right? to make sure we, you know, our vote gets, gets in cause we need to play. Yeah. Okay. Cause at this point it has to be right. Because you got to think about it. Ohio state barely beat Indiana. Again, I am not discrediting Indiana, a well-played game, well-coached, had a great plan. I'm not discrediting them, but you think Alabama struggles against Indiana? Yeah. You think Clemson would struggle with Indiana? No. Yeah. Ohio State did. Right? You struggle. I don't and again, I know people are going to tell me, well, it's a COVID situation. They didn't have time to I don't care. I don't care. What I do care about is that you did get your games in. You did get enough uh, uh film on for NFL uh teams to want to draft your players. I think that was more important than you guys actually playing for a playoff game. I think that was important. I agree. All right. I agree. That was, that's the goal. That was the goal. That was the goal to get you to play. Bro, we are allowing teams to get in there, and they don't freaking deserve to be in here. So here's a question I propose for you then. Yeah. Is in the old days, the BCS, you know, championship series, it only it, there was no playoffs, right? right? It was the team that was one and two. In this situation, it would be Clemson, Alabama. That's your championship game. That's it. Everybody else is playing ball games. Right, right, right. Should it be like that again? Or or what? How do you, So how do you fix it is my question. Because how do you fix it so that you have a national championship and you truly find the best team. How do you fix it? You allow eight teams. You go to you go to you go to eight six to eight teams. You have to because there's every year the the number five teams always looking in. Number six is always looking in. Seven looks in. For instance, Florida should. I, I know they've dropped down to ten. I know they dropped down to ten. But bro, they went they went the distance with the number one team in the nation. Came down the last possession of the game. And they dropped three spots. Notre Dame gets their ass kicked by Clemson. They dropped two. You can't tell me it's not political. You can't tell me that this isn't 
this isn't uh, some kind of driven, I don't know, goal for the for people to make money. Question for you because you mentioned you mentioned Florida. Yeah, would Florida beat Notre Dame? Fuck yes. I'm sorry to say it like would that on, on a Monday morning, but yes, Florida would would annihilate Notre Dame. Texas A&M, I think, would struggle, but I think they would end up winning the game as well. But Florida so would annihilate Notre Dame. Here's my proposal. Here's how yeah. I think you fix it. Mm-hmm. To me, every of the of the Power Five conferences, right? Every champion gets in. Okay. Yeah. Every champion gets in, and then you have two at large. Mm-hmm. And those at large can be anybody. Yeah. Well, like a wild card, like the NFL does. Exactly. It. Yeah. There's two at large. You know, the six are decided by nobody but themselves. Because the champion, you win your league, right. you're the champion of your of your conference. Right. You get in, right? right? You can. That is human player. You put it back on the players, right? You want to get into the dance? You got to win your champion. You got to win your conference, and that's it, right? Yeah. But then you always have those one or two Cinderella teams, mm-hmm. right? That are in second place. Let's take a Florida for any, or, or better yet, let's take a Texas A and M, for example. They're not a conference champion, but they're fifth. They're ranked fifth. Right. They would get in as an at large. Oh yeah. Bro, do, right. do like do like large. youth football does. <laughs> Put six teams, one and two get a first round by, and you you bottomless feeders f- figure this shit out. And, and and play for it. So I think if, if you allow the power five conferences all to get in, right, and then you have two at large, let's say you want to take in a coastal Carolina. True. Because they've had a, a magical season. Right. Boom. Now they're in. Them and Texas AM. Boom. They're both Cincinnati. Right, they won. They won their conference. Also, they would already be in, though. In, in my theory, in my proposal, they would already be in. Right, right. But this allows that Cinderella team to have a chance because the thing we love the most about March Madness when it comes out every year mm-hmm. is that twelve seed that beats a four. Yeah, right, and, and advances through, and then upsets somebody else, and 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 now they're in a damn final eight. Right. Because they're they they're that eight seed that no one ever gave a chance to that snuck in, yeah, and, and, and got a chance and, and beat people. I think this is how college football can become exciting: is conference champions get in, you have two at large, then you ballot it out. Now you got you know eight teams in there, like you said, first first second team goodbyes. Yeah, everybody else battle out. Um, but I think that's how you eliminate the chatter, eliminate any yeah. confusion, and it truly allows you to find a real national championship because man can you imagine florida alabama going at it for a second time oh that's what i'm saying it's gonna be an epic oh, another epic game man be another you imagine, epic game. you imagine you know a team like texas a&m playing against ohio state bro put it like this let me, let me put it like this with florida alabama you realize they're one possession away from winning a football game if the, if the guy that picked the ball off i forget his name if he picks the ball off and doesn't fumble that ball he doesn't get his knocked into Tuesday. Oh. He got, he got, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he got, he got deboed, <laughs> debo punched. But how do you explain to Texas A and M that that beat seven SEC teams, and you you, you can't go to the dance? Because that's the hardest part for me. And again, they might not deserve. The, and I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to beat one of these teams. I'm not saying that. But how do you have a true college football playoff team where you pick the four best teams, the four very best teams? Where you don't have it, because right now we do not have you the four best teams in college football. You really don't. I'm sorry. Clemson beating the shit out of Notre Dame. Alabama's going to do the same damn thing. They're going to go down there and beat the – oh, you can't stop the run? Well, I got I got Najee Harris over here who just ran five touchdowns on Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> who just put up five to, on the University of Florida. You're going to tell me Notre Dame has what it takes to stop him? Yeah. Everybody's going to tell me, oh, Styles makes fights, Raul. Yeah, I get that. This style is going to get his ass kicked. Notre Dame doesn't have the offense to compete. You can't can't put up the points. You can't and, put up and, the points. And for the same reason why I think Ohio State struggles. Yeah. I do not I don't think Ohio State has again, I know you were a Justin Field fan. Yes. Early on and you think he's gonna be a high NFL draft pick in, yeah. in the coming in the coming draft. Yeah. But I think it showed a little bit what I've been saying all year that he's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. His two interceptions that he threw. Did you see his two oh, interceptions? Oh, he threw? Absolutely. They were bonehead freaking interceptions. They were they were misreads. Yes, they were misreads where him as a receiver not necessarily the same page. They didn't read coverage correctly, and if your quarterback isn't reading coverage correctly, and you're gonna struggle. That's and that's against again no discredit Northwestern, right? But it's Northwestern. It's not an Alabama. It's not a Clemson defense. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. After watching yesterday's games, man, the, the 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 two guys that definitely deserve to be in the Heisman race is freaking Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Trask. Oh, I think Matt Jones too. I, I, I give, I give Matt, I, listen, man, I give Mac Jones credit now. But when you can throw a three yard pass to Najee Harris and he takes it 12, 15 yards, oh, it's that's true. great. Kyle Trask going against Alabama. I mean, he pushed some good football there, man. He threw he some did. great, phenomenal passes to Pitts, who declared for the freaking draft to, uh, on Saturday or Sunday. I'm sorry. Bro, I, to me, those are the two guys. Now, Trevor Lawrence is still the greatest. Is, I think is still the best quarterback in college football. I still Agreed. think so. He's the best player overall. Overall, you got to take him. But this is this is all college football did was it's almost like boxing. You you keep putting stains on the sport. Man. It's what's sexy. It's what's sexy. What, what what's yeah. gonna what's gonna drive the most running? What's gonna get the most viewers? Exactly. Let's match it up. Let's not, we don't care about the best. And that that hurts, man, because Florida Florida exposed Bama's defense. Right, that young secondary that they have. That, that it's a problem. I know. I know. Saban's going to go back to the lab and try to fix that. But those freshmen are a problem. Those sophomores, they are a problem. I'm sure, in two years they'll be great. But right now, I mean, he was he whatever he wanted to do, he did it. You know what I mean? And I've never seen Alabama's line controlled the way they were. They got a couple sacks. I think it was three or four sacks for total for the game. But for majority of the, of the game, Trashers is back there just picking them apart, man. Yeah, and, and he wasn't digging and dunking, and he was Ooh. throwing the ball down. The field. I mean, there's a couple of throws that he made to Tony in between coverage where he had a corner and his safety had to fit it in. Yep. And Tony's not the biggest guy. Tony's five nine, five ten on yep. a great day. Right, right. He's wearing he's wearing the extra large cleats. Right. He gets a, another inch. A bigger helmet. Yeah. Um, and Pets, you know, played well. Grimes played well as well. But it's one of those things where you know against a great, almost elite Alabama defense. Now again, Alabama defense didn't start that well because early in the year, like, oh man, is this a year Alabama gets you know loses. Right, but as the year went on, they got dominant. Yes, and were shutting people out. And for Florida to come in after LSU mm-hmm. and do as well as they did, it makes you wonder. Now, as much respect as Florida lost against LSU, did they gain that respect back against Alabama? I think they just had a bad game. I think that defensive quarter for LSU figured them out a little bit. But no, I never. I, for me, I never. I've never. I don't know. Lost respect for them. Because anybody that knows football, really knows football, not watches it or wears the gear, someone really sits there and watches football, Florida deserves to be in this playoff hunt. I don't care what nobody says. Because at the very at the very least, at the very least, you put them at three or four. You know, maybe you don't see Alabama and them again, but put them pin them up against uh um Clemson. Clemson? Boy. See how, see how that goes. That's a shootout. That's another shootout. I would love to see Florida play. And if we're going for what's exciting, what's hot, Florida is the hot team. Florida should be in there. Jimbo's going to make his case, seven SEC things. But why do we get to the point where every coach, every head coach now has to campaign for his team when it should just speak for itself on the field, man? I shouldn't have to go, yeah, well, you know, my record shows that I've beaten SEC teams 27 times. I've done this. I have to give a resume every time a coach gets up there when we get to December because – we got to make sure the committee hears my. Well, we yeah, they got to lobby. Think they of us lobby like they're a politician. When you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to lobby, man. You don't have to lobby <laughs> for this. If my if I did what I was supposed to do and I played eleven games, I my, I was able to avoid COVID and I, I did the protocols, especially in a year like this, man, where it was difficult for all these guys. If I did what I was supposed to do, then I'm done. Why the why the fuck else are we talking about this? Right. You know what I mean? We'll see, man. I, I hope is uh, you know I'm you know me. I'm not going for Notre Dame at all. I'll be rooting for Alabama Roll Tide to cream the shit out of them. <laughs> um, now, what if? I know we're, I know we're about to we got to get moving on with the agenda here. Yeah, but it's been projected that we may see a Florida Miami bowl game. I would love it. I would love it. We will get our ass kicked, but I love it. You think so, man? You put up forty two on Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> You put a forty-two in Alabama. We better. We we, we may have to go because it may be it may be down here in Florida somewhere. If it is, I'm going to the game to talk trash. But I know <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Hurricanes have enough um, firepower. Hang. Yeah, man. Because that's the thing. When sitting back watching Alabama, and Florida, man, that's that's the only thing you had to worry about. Can they just fire back? Can you go back from fourth with Alabama? And they can. And everybody's right. like their defenses suck, which both defenses did play very horrible. But man, it was a great shootout. It, two Heisman candidates 
competing for it. And I know, I know, you know, Mac Jones, he came up the winner and victorious, but I'm sorry. Kyle Trask looked like he looked great. He looked really great, man. He really did. So if we have to play Florida, then fuck it, man. I'm still a hurricane. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to talk shit all week, but we'll see how it goes, man. Uh, the, the other thing about moving on and going on, and we go back and forth with this. You know, NFL is known for getting investigated for cheating. Okay. NFL is known yeah. for this. I have no idea you were telling me about this. The NBA investigating the Clippers recruiting Kawhi. What what is that going on? What's what's that about? Yeah, so allegedly, because yeah, everything has not been completely confirmed, and I think this will be a under the table payoff type of situation that'll happen. But Jerry West, um, he's part of the Clippers organization, is being investigated for receiving information on how to best pursue Kawhi Leonard. Which Supposedly, there's a source that a close friend to Kawhi was 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 uh, approached by the the Clippers, saying, "Hey, we want to get Kawhi. How do we how do we talk to him? How do we do this? How do we persuade him to come over to L.A.?" And this friend fed him the information as far "Hey, you need to say this. You need to say that. You need to tell him this. You need to guarantee him that. You need to take him this place. You need to take him that place, and so seal the deal." And the Clippers got him. Now. I you know it now, but here's here's why it became a situation. Okay, the friend is now suing the Clippers because of how he was approached. What? Yeah, so it's crazy in a nutshell. Basically, the guy wants to get a payday for basically what it is. And he didn't get his payday. (laughs) So he's like, "Bitch, I want my money." He didn't get his money. He's basically so just he's like, one of 400 people have done this throughout the freaking years. Absolutely. He's like, pay me or pay me. So uh, allegedly this guy is suing the Clippers for about three and a half million dollars. I think he'll get settled discreetly and he'll get his, you know, two, two, 2.5 mil and we'll move on and, and never, never hear about it again. But I thought it was definitely interesting to touch on that. What an ass clown. What an ass clown. I want to get paid. Really? I, why is this even a rule? Like, why is this even, a, like, you know what I mean? Like, what? Tampering, because you can't, when, when because Kawhi was still under contract with the rappers when this conversation occurred. Yeah. So, because but, he was under contract still, there's there's tampering rules within the NBA where you can't talk to a player or get information about a player during a season where he's still under contract. Listen, allegedly. Man, listen, I, I, I get it. I get it. It is the stupidest thing. This is professional sports. You mean to tell me you don't think they go over each other's houses and shit? You don't think right. they know each other? You don't think there's some local gym that all the stars play at that they're like, yo, go I leave the Raptors. Fuck them. You don't think that happens? Like, come on, man. This is I can understand college, you know, taking away from another school. I get that because, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get the recruits as it is. I get it, man. Professional sports, get the f- yeah, whatever man. That, that's like that's like saying LeBron James doesn't text somebody to say, "Hey, right. you should come." Ad, ad, you don't AD. think he texts hey, Anthony come, Davis come. and was like, "Come play with us, get out of here." LeBron's like, hey, listen, I talked to the Lakers. They're gonna propose a trade <laughs> to get you. We need you to sign a sign trade. You go with that, yeah. All right, bro. LeBron, LeBron gets off the phone. Hey, Ad, just spoke to your mom. She's psyched about coming out to LA. You know what I mean? Like it happens, man. This is a stupid rule or tampering. Yeah, everybody does it. I don't care what. It's professional sports. It's called conversing. Everybody talks. Well, yeah, exactly. And you don't think they're all friends with each other? That's stupid. That's the stupidest. Whatever. I hope Jerry West, nothing comes out. I hope you don't have to pay shit to this idiot backstabbing <laughs> some bitch that said they well, gave he, you the information. Jerry West probably said, listen, if you give me Kawhi, I'm going to give you a couple of mil, and he didn't pay the tab. Listen, I'm not paying so the tab either. I'm not paying the tab either. <laughs> Screw this little peon. You know what I mean? Who cares about this guy? Whatever. You got Kawhi. Pay me. Whatever. I guess so. In, in other NBA news, Harden, uh, I guess he's controlling the Rockets, or I don't know. Who knows what Harden wants to do? He got he got tested with some tough questions the other day, and he did not want to answer any of them. None. <laughs> he just kept backsliding on all of them. Well, while you were training in Las Vegas and the Rockets were training, what was that about? I was getting ready for the NBA season. Without being with your team? Yes. What was that? Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I was pricing dribbling. Like get out of here, like this guy. So, so the 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 Rockets came out, or someone within the Rockets organization, right. uh, one of the assistants came out and said that basically 
James Harden is the sole controller of the Rockets. He controls all the moves. Oh, yeah. And basically, he wasn't held accountable for anything. Right. And, you know, they catered to the star player. He can be late whenever he wanted to. He can do this whenever he wanted to. This, that, and the other. He had full control over the organization. Yes. And is there anything wrong with that? I'm going to ask you this. Is there anything wrong with a player solely controlling an organization? No. And I'll tell you why. Kobe did it. Michael did it. LeBron's doing it right now. Curry does it. They all control their teams. They're the all. They're the athletes. They're the one that gets fans in this in the stands when whenever we don't have COVID. But no, they could. Of course, you don't think LeBron controls. You don't think they're going to tell LeBron that hey, we're gonna we're gonna go get this guy. This guy. This is what we're doing. They all know about it. He's in those meetings. Tom Brady's in those meetings. Now you've mentioned all these guys. You mentioned are Hall of Famers. Absolutely. Is Harden a Hall of Famer? He will be. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Harden will be in the Hall of Fame. Do you think Harden has a stature to be a guy that's in control of an organization? Because, I mean, again, LeBron, we talked about his on off the field, off the court life is is a phenomenal person. Tom Brady, same way. Kobe was the same way. MJ, to an extent, was the same way. Harden... I don't know if Harden is deserving of being the guy that controls an organization. It's the Rockets. Who else on the Rockets? He's their star player. The star player always gets the special treatment. These guys don't like him. Michael Jordan used to drive his Ferrari right up to the door of where he had to walk into. The other guys had to park in the the park. It's what happens. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's what happens. It it, it is what it is. There's nothing. It's never going to change. You're never going to change that. You know what I'm saying? He's going to control the Rockets. Does he deserve it? Eh, who knows? He can't control the Lakers. If he was on the Lakers team, he's not controlling the Lakers. LeBron controls them. He can't do that. He can do it at the Rockets because he's the man. Then bringing in John Wall, we'll see how this goes now, but who knows? Yeah, but so it was Harden's idea to bring in Chris Paul, and then it was also Harden's idea to get rid of Chris Paul. <laughs> he brought in Russell Westbrook. He also got rid of Russell Westbrook. But again, these are two guys that are... Chris Paul's for sure a Hall of Famer. Chris Paul didn't even want to play with Harden anymore. Not because of yeah, you know, the ball hogging on the court. It was because of the off-the-court stuff. He never showed up to meetings. He didn't want to watch film. He didn't want to do the work. Right. Russell Westbrook is the same way. Russell Westbrook tried to call out Harden for not showing up to meetings right. on time. Right. That's not something your star player. Now, do you think LeBron James shows up late to a meeting? Oh, no. Do you think Steph Curry shows up late to a meeting? No, sir. Do you think, who else? Who else was another star you mentioned? Kobe, Jordan. Do you think these guys showed up late to a meeting? Absolutely not. I'm not saying, I'm, here, I'm not saying that Harden is, is doing great things. What I'm saying is if that's their star player, it starts with the organization. If the organization's allowing him to do that, then they've, they're basically sending the message that he can do whatever he wants. He's above the rest. He's above the rest. It's the Rockets organization that, that because of Harden, that they're, they're, what do you call it, I guess mentioned in these talks of good basketball teams Being in the West. Right. right. So they don't want to get rid of them. What they need to do and what they should have did, bring in your guys like you brought in, convince them to stay, and then get rid of Harden. But they don't want to do that. they rather yeah. deal with it. And he knows it. He knows that they, he can give them shit. He knows he can be a late to games. It's going to take an, a GM and a head coach and a, and a freaking owner all to agree. Like, look, I can't, I can't go on with this. Harden, whether he wants to know it or not, is approaching Father Time. Right, your your he clock is. is is winding down, buddy. So these Quickly. antics that you're doing, yeah, man, this this is gonna go away real quick here in a little bit. You're gonna hear st- stories about him struggling and arguing with the coach and arguing with them because the arguments are gonna be about, yo, your ass better be here on time, and if it's not, you can get the fuck on. Well, here's what I think what happens. I think the Rockets are going to trade him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And get something valuable in return. Absolutely. Now you pair, and, and for the Rockets, you get to, you know, you traded Russell Westbrook, and at least you got John Wall. Yeah. All right. Typically, when you trade these athletes, the receiving end doesn't get anything really good. They get draft picks, you get players' contracts are going to end, but you don't really get anything tangible back. At least the Rockets were able to do that when they got 
when they trade away Russell Westbrook. If, if they trade away, when they trade away James Harden, I think it'll be the same thing. I think in five years, we'll come back on this podcast yep. and we'll say, what happened to James Harden when he left the Rockets? I think we come back in five years and say, well, that was a great game and uh, congratulations to Houston Rockets winning their winning the championship. Yeah, right. You know without, what I mean? with, without James Harden. Without James Harden, yeah. Because I think he fades away. I think he fades away into, into, the, into the light, especially if he ends up going to like a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Speaking we'll see of bad teams. Speaking of bad teams. <laughs> this ties into, what a great transition. Good job, George. I try. Yeah, man. This goes into our guy, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz, who does not, he vocally, vocally, out loud, said to Adam Scheffler and other people that he does not want to be the backup. He is not happy with that role. It was reported on ESPN by Adam Scheffler that Carson Wentz is not happy playing the backup role and does not want to be a backup and will leave the Eagles if he has to play backup. So, your thoughts. We mentioned this two weeks ago. We saw, you know, it's funny when you can see the writing on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Because this happens right. all the time in sports, especially professional sports. This happens all the time. You can see the writing on the wall when somebody doesn't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Try bench Aaron Rodgers. You think he's going to play backup? <laughs> Fuck no. He's not going to do that. Carson Wentz was never going to play backup to Jalen Hurts, even though, right. and everybody knew it was it was just a matter of time. You know what I mean? And, and as a quarterback, Carson Wentz, you should have known when they drafted him that, oh boy, I better step it up. I better step it up. Which is what Aaron Rodgers did when they drafted Love to to almost replace right. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers job. now is an MPV conversation, and he's playing for his job. Yep, exactly. This is what I'm trying to. These are things that I don't think I don't think Carson Wentz was prepared for. You know what I mean? But what teams do you think really need him? Does does he leave, or is he just blowing steam like Harden, trying to control the outcome? No, I, th- I think he's gone. I think the Eagles move on from him. I think this is the only way Peterson saves his job. Yeah. Is if he gets rid of Wentz because it, it buys you another year with Jalen Hurts because you drafted him. He drafted Jalen Hurts. That's his future quarterback. You saw Jalen Hurts play well against the Saints yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things where, oh, well, let's see what you can do now. Now it buys you more time as a head coach. I think for sure Wentz is gone. I mean, the, the Eagles need to get rid of him for $50 million. I just, it's going to be interesting to see how the trade works out because. I don't anticipate many teams saying, oh, yeah, 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 we'll take a quarterback who has ACL surgery and has been playing like crap, and we'll pay him $50 million to right. do so. I don't see many teams are going to pony up and, and really do that. I think it's have to be some type of some type of trade where the Eagles are still on the hook for part of his contract. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, there's certain qualifiers he hits, if he makes it to the playoffs or if he makes it to the Super Bowl, this you know, it falls off for the Eagles, and then that organization picks it up. Right. The organization that I think he ends, I, I, I've narrowed it down to two. Mm. Two organizations that I think are the best suited for him to go to. What was that? Or actually three, my apologies. One is a long shot. Okay. First one is the Colts. Yeah. I think he's suited to go to the Colts. I think uh, they're done with their with the Phillip Rivers experiment sure. in Indianapolis. They have a team that can win now. They have a good defense. And Wentz is a younger guy that can kind of build around. Right. The, the other team that I really think is a possibility is the Patriots. We've seen the Patriots. Yeah, because the they, they're struggling with Cam. Organization that can take them, mold them around, coach them up, and, and make them into something in the future, considering, again, where they're going to be drafting at. The, the team that I think is a long shot for this year is the 49ers, and I wouldn't rule out the 49ers. Garoppolo really hasn't been doing well. But, again, contract. Contract really has a way of tying up a team. Yeah, to a player for for a long time, and Garoppolo is still in that contract. Right. So you know they would have to move away from Garoppolo to take Wentz. But again, w- w- what teams do you think may take a shot on Wentz? I, that I don't know, man. Because I mean, the only role I see him playing is backup role. I don't see him being able to start again in the NFL. I really don't. I know the 49ers, like you said, is, is you know not happy with Garoppolo. I think they give it another year with him. The Colts is a definitely a good good uh, a team. Definitely a good pick, but I don't know if they're done with Phillip Rivers just yet. Because for whatever reason, Phillip Rivers decided to turn it on the last four games. Last three games, like he's playing really well. Not winning them, but he's playing really well. So maybe they think, oh, you know, let's give him one more year. I don't know where Carson thinks he's going to go. I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe the Jets. (laughs) Like Maybe he goes to the Jets. I have no idea where he goes, man. That's the only way that Trevor Lawrence gets saved. 
Oh God! <laughs> Wentz goes to the Jets. <laughs> Start that guy, not me, please. Yeah, please, please take him. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's this is it's a grimy world with these teams, man. We're gonna see, and, and I know what, you know if Wentz is demanding stuff like this, you should have been should put up better performances, man. Because your his biggest thing was originally was he was never available in December. In December, you can always count that Carson Wentz was hurt or not playing. So you really don't have no leg to stand on the show that, yeah, you know what, I, I led this team to a, an AFC or NFC championship or I did this. and I, You have no leg to stand on because every December you were gone. This is the first December you're here. Right. You played horrible. Yeah, now we got to bench you to save some type of season in our division. It, it is what it is. He has no body of work. You know what I mean? No, he, he doesn't. And then also with the salary cap potentially next year going down because yeah. of COVID and, and the lack of revenue for this year, that's going to make even harder because now teams are going to have less money to spend on players and to absorb a contract of the sorts, which is what Wentz has. It's, it's almost impossible. Right. Right. It is. And, and he's not the only one that's going to be moving around. There's the, the head coaching thing that we were talking about just a couple podcasts ago, the big name that jumped out there. I don't know if you heard about it. It was Pat Fitzgerald, head coach of Northwestern. Uh, which we talked earlier in this podcast about how well Northwestern played. Um, you got to give it up to Pat Fitzgerald. You know what I mean? The last three seasons, Northwestern has had 10 game winning seasons. You know what I mean? Uh, he's doing a phenomenal job over there. He is. Last year, last year he was, when uh, they let go of Ron Rivera, he was considered for the Carolina job. And then guess what? He turned down the interview for the Green Bay Packer job. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're, they're trying to go get him. They, they want him to be in, in, in the, in the NFL to move around, there's going to be some some. It's going to be some big moves in, in the NFL coming up on the offseason. But have you seen Fitzgerald's body work? Did you know that this man uh, won two Big Ten West titles before? Do you know that? I did not. Yeah. I did not know a whole lot. Northwestern, their purple team. I don't like purple jerseys <laughs> <laughs> or any team up in the north because right. usually. They play boring football, but apparently he's been doing a good job up there. He's, he's revolutionized kind of the, the way Northwest kind of plays football. They took Ohio State to the brink right. of, of almost playing. You, you start thinking about, you know, if Northwestern had the athletes right. and the five-star recruits and the four-star recruits that Ohio State has, who wins that game? Exactly. If athlete for athlete was the same, who wins it? Because obviously he did a better job coaching him to get him to that situation. So yeah. it'd be nice to get him in the NFL potentially, if not a, definitely a power five type of team. It would, man. Uh, you know, where he can potentially go and, and make a difference. You know, usually SEC guys seem to grab these kind of guys also, pay yeah. them a crap load of money, yep. and then grab them in the SEC. So, you know, you, you never want to rule them out. But, you know, with as many openings, usually there's, you know, seven, eight openings in the NFL every year. We'll see. You know, he's, he's from Northwestern, yeah. Detroit. Maybe. Maybe he can go over there because it's, it's available. On limb there. Yeah. It's going to be available. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be up for him to, to try. They're all going to go after him. And there's reported seven teams. Wow. Seven. Yeah, seven teams going after him to be the head coach. We're going to see if he if he takes it or turns it down or, or stays because I think the money's in college, really, to be honest with you. And, I agree. And I the, agree. The more patience is in college as well. So. I agree. Uh, and you get your own guys because you're going to go right. recruit. <laughs> I agree. And then the teams, I know they're going out to pass Gerald. I think they, I, I'll say this again. I say it every single time a head coaching job becomes available. I think the play caller over there at Kansas City deserves a job. I know people tell me, well, they, they've never asked him. I like, Maybe they asked him. Maybe he's happy the same way Pat Fitzgerald was happy when he turned down those two NFL teams. Right. That's true. Who knows? You know what I mean? Some people just don't want to do that job. He, maybe he's having a great time with the Chiefs because I know if I'm, if I'm with the Chiefs right now, we're riding this out to about a good seven, eight years after I went four or five of these bowls. <laughs> right, man, or until they trade Mahomes, whichever comes first, man. But look, man uh, – Football has been, for this year, and well, it's all sports, has been extremely difficult, George. Like, it's been high school, youth, college, professional. With COVID and getting the situation, it's crazy. Anybody that has won anything or gone through the programs or gone through the protocols of COVID and been able to last the whole season, I commend these teams. I really do, man, because this is not an easy year. Everybody want to put an asterisk around stuff? Man, don't put an asterisk around that. This was not an easy year to to plan around and, and coach and and try to get around. You know what I mean? Like, it's, this was this was this was definitely um, definitely difficult. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. It's one of those things. That if COVID itself was was an opponent all year long, you know. So the, the right. fact that you got to play games with COVID being in your backyard, with COVID being on your campus, 
everywhere you go and, and still be able to find a way to stay safe, play these games is, is, is a challenge that these young men have overcome, yeah. you know, all in together. So, you know, definitely don't asterisk. If anything, it's an asterisk because, holy shit, you did it. <laughs> you <laughs> right. did it in a COVID yeah. year. Right. During a oh, pandemic. So, because I, I tell you what, year. man, I, I tell you what, I do not want to see, oh God, I don't want to say this. I hate the show predicts shit, man. We predict things and people are going to be mad at me, but <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, that national championship, that Super Bowl, they better put those teams in a bubble. The better. You better put those you. teams in a bubble for the, however long it is to the Super Bowl, for however long it is to the national championship. Once the playoffs are done in the NFL, once the playoff games are done in college, put those teams in a bubble. Do not let them go anywhere because it is not going to be cool if half your team gets COVID and you cannot right. play with them for a championship. That is going to suck. Imagine Mahomes makes Super Bowl can't play. <sighs> oh, boy. I didn't want to say it. I want to give names, but yeah, oh, boy. it's not going to be cool, man. It's not going to be cool, but it is what it is, man. Look, George, uh, I love talking with you, man. I can do this for another four hours, man, which that's why if you're listening, CBS, NBC, ESPN, all these networks, call us. We would love to do this for five hours a day in a suit with tennis shoes on. I could point out to the big screens too. I can show, I can show you what a four, two, five looks like. I can tell you what we're doing here, buddy. I can do this all day, man. But uh, it, that's all the time we got for, for the podcast, man. Everybody, please be safe. Don't do nothing crazy. It's going to be, you know, Christmas is around the corner, so you know shopping is going to be crazy. Traffic is going to be nuts. Um, don't go crazy with your kids being at home, eating up all your food. Be careful. Uh, but listen, I'll talk to you later. Make sure you wear your mask. Another great episode, Roll. Thank you again. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow, subscribe. It's free. Join the debate on our Facebook page at OTC Sports Talk. Visit our website as well, otcsportstalk.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to join the show, on the clock 20 at gmail.com. Until next time, you're on the clock. Wow.